Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner. And we're talking home home repair. repair. Actually, today we're talking outside. We have a special guest. We have Katie Cadwell with us. and She is from Weary Stone Farm. And uh, what they do is they do urban edible oases. Oasis. Oasis. A lot of oasises. Yes. Welcome, Katie. Thank you. It's really great to be here. Katie. Uh Uh-huh. Your company. (laughs) Yes. What does it do? Well, Weary Stone Farm was originated to help people mostly with their kitchen gardens and raised bed kitchen gardens. And what Um, does that mean? So we help people grow edibles in their um, outdoor space. And I have experience with growing all sorts of things, including edibles, ornamental plants, um, native plants. And I'm, you know, part of our mission is to help people become more sustainable, help people grow their own food um, as much as they can and kind of learn what's local and what's seasonal to their area and be able to avoid a lot of the mistakes that I've made over right. the years. <laughs> right. um, so I can tell you all those things and, <laughs> and you can skip over the mess that I made. Right. And how does it, how does it differ, differ than what we just know of as vegetable gardening? Well, in a raised bed, you can control the soil a lot more. Mm, so you, mm-hmm. st- you know, like what we have in our yard right now, I dug the raised beds out by digging paths in between basically down to the subsoil and then putting that topsoil into the bed next to it. So um, that's a very... More of that good stuff. Right. And that's a very labor-intensive way to create a raised bed. Um, If you you are on a budget, you can do that, or you can build a box of some kind or some type of a raised bed situation and actually put new soil in there that's Mm -hmm. um, formulated to grow vegetables. Um, Zudu? Yeah, Zudu is excellent. Yep. Um, and pretty much any, you know, thing that's like veggie mix is good. You want to have a good amount of organic matter and compost in it. So whether it's Zudu or whether it's, you know, vegetable scraps that have been com- composted, um, even Loop, which is a brand name for human waste. Um, Ooh, oh, really? Which, yeah. And you know, now I'm interested. A lot of people make that face. <laughs> yeah. and well, I would think it's, it's, it's are actually, they sterilizing? They, they do. They oh. sterilize the heck out of it. They test the heck out of it. They, you can get a little testing list, you know, and they list, they test for pharmaceuticals. They test for all sorts of things. Oh. And so it's actually pretty safe, I think. I, I used to be very much against it like 20, 25 years ago. And now I'm finding that they're a- they are able to heat up the piles and do what they need to do to kind of clean it um, to where it's safe to use in your garden. Was that your only hesitation that you didn't really believe that they could? Yeah, I just didn't think that it would be possible to get that stuff out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're, you know, some of the technologies that are being used now, they can, wow. they can get it out. And they do test it, you know, batch by batch. So, um, 
Well, we're getting into yeah. the weeds. Sorry. Anyway, the well, poop weeds. Yeah, yeah, but no, yeah. That's a fascinating though. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get back to. We'll, okay, we'll get, we'll get back. Okay, good, good. Compost yes. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what led you to to doing this? Like, have you been doing this a long time? Or, well, let's see. So, back when I became a master gardener, I I had a house cleaning business for a while, and one of my clients actually, you know, I was telling her I really wanted to do. I had been getting into Andrew Goldsworthy who's an environmental artist and he does these crazy, like, you know, he'll arrange rocks on a beach in a certain way or what. And it's, it's meant to kind of be taken in by the, the space that it's it's there anyway. So I started getting into that and wanting to do altars and other sculpture outdoors um, in, you know, public or semi-public places, which that's still years down the line for me, but Mm -hmm. In, I was talking to this client, and she said, you you know, you need to become a master gardener. Mm-hmm. And so I did and learned a lot. Um, she had books and books and books of, you know, bookshelves <laughs> full of gardening books. And I was like, why don't you, why do you need more than one gardening book? You know, don't, you know, and now I'm like, oh, yeah, there's so many different kinds of gardening and things you can grow. So, and then I... I just decided I really wanted to, I hate being in an office kind of a setting, but I also really wanted to start working outdoors. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what led me to that. What does it mean to be a master gardener? I mean, is it, is it you certified or you just say, I've been doing this long enough. I'm a master. No, it's, um, it's a very specific thing that goes through the, the land grant universities. Um, so it, it actually originated in King County or in Washington state with Washington state university. Mm. It might not have been King County, but it was one of the Washington counties. And, um, so about 35 or so years ago, maybe 50 now, but anyway, a lot of years ago, um, <laughs> Washington State University started this Master Gardener program, which is basically like a citizen science kind of program. And right. you go and you pay like a small stipend. Um, at the time that I took it, it was about $100 to for what the, whatever materials that are needed. And then volunteer teachers um, come in, you know, they're you, professors or people in the field um, who come and talk to you. And it's a it was 10 weeks of it, it's about a hundred hours, basically. I can't remember exactly, but you go and you you all day, once a week, take this class on all sorts of topics, everything from composting to fruit gardening to different types of ornamentals and pruning, and um, ta- you know, different experts come in, and then um, every week we would have like a little exam, and then at the end you're a master gardener, mm-hmm. and then you're required to do a certain number of volunteer hours in exchange oh. for that expertise. Um, the first two years, you do 90 hours, and then after that, it's 25 hours a year, plus you keep up on your continuing education, so it's about 10 hours a year. So not nothing. No, not nothing. And that's it's similar to the, the, the Native Plant Stewardship Program, except it's not as... The Native Plant Stewardship Program isn't quite as organized, so they don't mm. kind of force you as much to keep up on the continuing ed or the volunteer hours, but the Master Gardening Foundation definitely keeps you on your toes with all that. And then you've specialized in, in Master Gardener terms, where would your specialty be or are you need um, to do that? My, I, my main specialty is edible gardening and also native plant gardening. Okay. Yeah, those are the two that I have the most expertise in and the two that I enjoy the most. Yeah. 
So do you go and and go over to a client's house and look at their garden beds and say, okay, put some tomatoes here and lettuce should go here and um, green beans and... And you'll never be able to grow peppers here. Yes, that is... Because, yes. I mean, that's the cold hard truth in the Pacific Northwest is there's just some things we don't grow well. Right. Right, because we never get... Corn. Uh, corn. 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 People yeah. try corn. It's like, it's just like this big. Yeah. No. I don't bother with corn. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. That's, that's a house I, plant. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get, for me, um, you know, I'm all gung-ho, like March and April, and I go out there and I plant and I get, my lettuce comes up and, you know, the spinach and the kale and all this stuff. And then come the middle of, well, right now, Yep. Okay, middle of August, and I got this sad-looking artichoke that Heather <laughs> wanted me to plant, and then I've got uh, five Brussels sprout plants that are that are there that are they look okay. Um, if you do say so yourself, right? I've got some leeks, and mm-hmm. um, but I just I want to be able to, and this is maybe it's just because I don't spend enough time teaching myself, but. Because I know we we can grow year round here yes. in the Pacific Northwest, right? We can be producing something all year round, all year round, yes. right? It's like broccoli, cauliflower, all this kind of stuff. I I do this like for four months, and then things bolt, and I'm like, all right, I'm done. Yep, that's exactly what happens to most people. And you know, so interestingly, July and August and September, but July and August are the great times to be starting your seeds for fall. So mm-hmm. if you want cauliflower or um, some broccolis, you can you could broccoli you can do even into September, but cauliflower and there's a couple other ones that you really want to get in, you know, kind of by the end of July or maybe the first or second week of August. So that you'll harvest when. So then you'll be harvesting um, sometime sometimes around Thanksgiving, Christmas, oh. maybe into the New Year. Um, Brussels sprouts and a lot of the greens, a lot of the the cruciferous vegetables really do well and sweeten up with a with a freeze or a little bit of a frost. Oh, nice. Um, so if you plant your Brussels sprouts around July or so, you can be getting them out in, you know, sometime around the winter, you know, festivals and feasts and stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we get super excited in the spring, which is reflected by the fact that nurseries love to sell plants in the spring, mm-hmm. but in the fall, it's really hard to find perennials. But here in this climate, now is the time, well, not now, but in September, October is the time to be planting your fruit trees and your perennial vegetables and stuff. So, but um, how do you, how do you, how would you combat bat that? Like if a client said, I'm so enthusiastic about it mm-hmm. and then I just fall off, do we think it takes too much time? And then we talk ourselves into saying that we don't have enough time to do it. Or how would you advise them on this is how you can keep gardening all the way through the summer, even when things start getting busy and vacations come and da 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 da. My well, problem is not knowing what to plant. Right. It's a oh, step really? by step. Yeah, thing. it's not knowing. I, I, it's like okay. Oh, you mean what? you just plant a bunch of stuff in the spring and then right, it grows and it's like woohoo, yay! And then it's like okay, so it's done. Now what, what do I, I do? do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, crop rotation is important and. So you want? You, I'm working on that. Yeah. So you rotate <laughs> through your families. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's like seven or eight main plant families, and um, you rotate them through. Now, I spent. I'm, I'm working on our fall planting um, task planner. So we do a, a task planner every season that you mm. can download on our website. It's a free download. 
Um, I'm working on our one. What's for the website? Fall. Um, it's wearystonefarm.com. W e a r. Yes. Why? Weary as in tired. Yes. <laughs> Wearystonefarm.com. Yes. Okay, great. Um, so anyway, but I, I haven't wor- finished it yet because I spent like four hours yesterday just ruminating on what am I going to put in this next bed. So I've got one. I've got a couple beds, and I'm kind of trying to figure out like I know I need to do this next plant family, but there's nothing in that next plant family that either my family likes or that <laughs> I can plant right now. Right. You know. Right. And so it can be a puzzle. And but I think that the way we help homeowners is to do that puzzle for them to some extent and right. just say, you know, if you have tomatoes, then now you're gonna plant carrots. In and, that same area. Yeah. In that same area. So you you're harvesting your tomatoes maybe into September or whatever, and then you put your carrot seeds in mm. and then come April or May, you're harvesting your carrots, and then the next um, family down on the list, I think, is going to be um, your cucumber or not, yeah, the, like the squash family. And so then you can put in um, some kind of a squash or zucchini, zucchini cucumber, <laughs> yeah, the, the ubiquitous. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. I had so much zucchini last year. Says everybody. Says, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. What, what is that day? There's like a holiday, like bring zucchini to your neighbor's porch or oh, something. Oh, really? <laughs> I think it's wow. called terrorism. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you actually would come? Yeah. We're going to talk about this because um, I, I on site help. Yes. I mean, there's also on the website again. I looked today, and they have you have some really nice free resources. I yeah. mean, they're really great booklets. Yeah. Thank um, you. Thank you. It's a wonderful resource. Um, but you do on site help. Yes. So we will go to your. For a consultation, we will go to your place and we will look at your property and talk about your goals and, you know, say, here's where you want to put this, here's where you want to put that. And then we do a very rudimentary sketch. My my computer design skills are crap. So <laughs> I send I send you a little picture that's like dots. You know, right. here's your house as a square, <laughs> and here's your dots of different colors that you want to put wherever. And and then we can do the installation for you as well. So we can oh, okay. you know come in and put in your beds if you want, or put in paths, put in irrigation. I just finished an irrigation job um, for a friend who she had about half of her garden she was hand watering, mm. um, and then now she's not having to hand water. And that's actually when you were talking about going on vacation. That's a very big thing. Mm-hmm. Now you want to have somebody who's keeping an eye on that watering, but you know, so if something blows out or something, right. but. You know, we, we went on vacation for a month last summer, and I had all the automatic watering set up, and then we had our friend from down the street just come every day and make sure nothing was exploding. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that works out. And I forget came to back water to a everything. Beautiful, yeah, and we came back to a beautiful <laughs> garden. Yeah, oh, that you know, would be and, so great. Yeah, yeah. So just automatic watering is pretty – for the do-it-yourselfer, too, it's pretty easy to set up. Um the irrigation system, you mean? Yeah, it take it's it takes a lot of time because again, it's another puzzle. Like, which where are you going to put which kind of pipe, right. And which direction and all that. But once you kind of figure that out, um, it's not hard to put together. Mm-hmm. Um, are there smart systems these days? 
Yeah, there are. Yeah, you can like you can wire one into your. I have to ask about the smart system. Yeah, I've never. So you get her to come out and plant for you, and then you have the smart. And so, will you come and pick the stuff as well and bring it into my kitchen? (laughs) We we can. Yes, that is a service. It's called a farmers market. She's not a local (laughs) farmers market. Well, I mean, well, there's there's actually a lady that I think we're going to do that for. She really, you know, I we, we went and looked at her place and and. You know, she's like, I don't know about this edible raised bed thing, but you know, she knows she wants a like an ornamental garden, and and but then her it turns out her husband wants to grow vegetables, and I said, well, you know, do you want to like come out and cut your flowers and go back inside, and you have your you know your people coming over, and then you have the things, you know, or right. do you, do you want to actually go out and do any of the stuff? And she's like, no, 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 I just want to come out and cut my stuff, gather my little gather my little flowers. So yeah, I mean, we, and that's one of the things that I'm thinking about offering actually for the winter is like, we will do your weeding and harvesting for the winter so that you don't have to go out in the rain and we can bring you your kale and your lettuce. Well, that's kind of nice because that's the limiting factor that I have during the winter is it's dark when I go to work and it's dark when I come home. So mm-hmm. the only days I get to do it are Saturday and Sunday. Is that what I want to do on my weekend is to do the gardening? Sometimes, but not always. I mean, right. if I have to do it every weekend, then it becomes a you know a it becomes chore. a chore. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. I think the other thing that would be nice to learn in having you do it at least the first year is knowing how to um, knowing how to harvest so yes. that you can have things come back up again, mm-hmm. as opposed to getting it just right before it bolts, and so you only get you know, one broccoli or, you know, one batch of something that, that I didn't does even regrow. get one broccoli this year. It's like, Oh look, it's coming. It's like, Oh, it bolted. <laughs> it's now it's yeah. gone. Right. 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 Can we yeah. eat the flour? Right. You can. Oh, well, yeah. You can I'm, eat the flour. I pulled it, but yeah. <laughs> Cause it was you, also fried. Well, that's the thing. Like I have to Google when I was growing my garlic, I had to Google how to harvest it. Cause I'm like, I don't even know when you're supposed to harvest it. It is so it. fascinating to yeah. watch that, that the garlic. The, yeah, isn't the, it yeah yeah, this yeah. cool well and then i found out so you're um, this is my favorite book which nobody can see but it's called the maritime northwest garden guide from oh, cool. seattle till yes and it is the best book for any seattle gardener anyway mm. um they have this little crop rotation example and you so you're doing the families but then you also want to do leaf root flower and fruit and rotate uh. those through because of soil fertility mm-hmm. and i found out i didn't even think about this but of course a garlic and, and onions and stuff are the leaf family because they're a bulb and a bulb is actually um, a different form a of a leaf. It's an underground leaf, basically. Oh. So it's not considered a root. So it's not considered a root in the, because I'm consi- reading this, I'm like, what? They have the garlic is like, planted is so and it's wrong. a leaf crop. What? Yeah. Wow. Underground Isn't that leaf. Wild? That's the name of a band. I'll tell you Isn't that. it though? Yeah. Under, underground what? Underground leaf. Underground leaf. I don't know. I like it for some reason. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Garlic. And so the, and we'll put the a link to um, Seattle Tilth and this book in the description. Yes. Yeah, please. Um, where do they pick it up? Um, you can order it online from Seattle Tilth. Um, it's, I think it, now it might be like tilthlions.org or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also pick it up at a lot of nurseries. Third um, place books, I know, yeah. has it. Oh, cool. This, this is actually one of those kind of, this is a litmus test for me of like, is it a good nursery or not? If, oh, if they if have this that. book, oh. if they have books and yeah. they don't have this book, you got a question. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and then this book is The Kitchen Garden Revival. This is actually our um, kind of business mentor as well as she has. So she's in Houston. She's in Chicago now, but she started her business in Houston. But it's a beautiful book just about edibles and, and also about the structures in your garden. So she's got like a page on different types of rock and gravel mm. and materials that you might use to build. And what's stuff. that author's name? Her name is Nicole John C. Burke. And the, the book name is Kitchen Garden Revival. John C., just like you would think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a John C., like a horsey. Yes. John like C. a horsey. John C., <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I, I love this book because it's pretty and it, like I said, it has a lot of good information on um, just how to how to build a raised bed and how to build paths and stuff like that for the really ambitious, ambitious <laughs> DIYer. Yeah. So are you doing hardscaping as well? Yeah, we're doing, um, you know, we can do paths and hardscaping and fencing and um, I can't do any underground plumbing. Like I don't I don't do anything that I need to be a plumber for, but I, but we do above ground irrigation and, uh, you know, the structures that are associated with. And so what do, what does your team look like? Right now it's me and my husband and one employee. All right. Um, Family affair. Yeah. And. How's that been working? It's, it's (laughs) interesting. (laughs) It's a test of the relationship. It is a test of the relationship. Just like remodeling. Yeah. (laughs) We have very different work styles and yeah, so it's been interesting, but we've, we're working it out and, you know, he's on the, I'm the sort of the creative side of, of Mm. things. And he's the, he's the guy that's like doing all the, the, the bookkeeping type stuff. Oh, okay. And which is good because I'm not good at that. So he's he's our spreadsheet. He's the business guy, uh, business, business guy, side yeah. and, and logistics. And he's planning to retire soon. So once he does retire, he'll also probably do like the scheduling and a lot mm-hmm. of the the direct supervision. Um, and I'll be doing the training people like in different gardening techniques. Do you do classes or workshops or anything like that? We have done, mm-hmm. and I'm, I want to continue. Ha- what we're actually doing, looking at doing now is just having, like, an informal question and answer on Saturday mornings. People can come for, like, a couple hours to our space and see it, and we can talk about things. But Is your space um, semi-public? It's it's on a busy street, but, no, it's it's in our backyard. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's, we close it off when we're not you know, opening it. Right. But, um, so no, it's not really public, but, um, but it's, I was finding, I wasn't really the amount of preparation it takes to do like a really good class. Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't satisfied with what I was offering as far as the classes. It was just kind of, they come and I teach them a little thing and we do a little project and it was fun, but I think. I mean, such a broad topic. How could you do a one-on-one yeah, we did like I I went down to specific things like we did one class that was grow your own lettuces and so we started lettuces and annual herbs in a little container and then people brought their containers with them and put them in their own garden mm. once they sprouted stuff like that. Um but now I think it's I it's just for my time commitment we're doing informal question and answers instead. Are you doing that in person or over Zoom? No, in person. Yeah. I mean, people can come by yeah, and do yeah. that. Um, and we we do offer virtual consults outside of our service area, which is West Seattle, South Park um, kind of area. Mm-hmm. Basically, 
we don't have to go off the off island. The- <laughs> <laughs> we're good. If it requires a West Seattle bridge right now, you're not yeah, going. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we will talk to you on the phone about, or over Zoom, about your space sure. as well. This year specifically, and actually looking into the future, mm-hmm. um, what had what do you advise to protect your gardens um, during these terrible heat waves, particularly the intense sun? Mm-hmm. Is there... What are you telling people? Yeah, well, you can... Uh, watering, making sure that everything is well-watered, especially if you can get things really well-watered before the heat hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to water in the morning as much as possible um, before the sun gets too high because you want that water to be able to sink in before it evaporates, evaporates into the atmosphere. Right. Um, and then as far as protecting, you know, you can use shade cloth. You, We have a... A ser- our beds all have um, like a PVC pipe mm. hoops that we've done. And you just take one short length of PVC hammered in on either side, and then you put a narrower PVC piece, you know, you use those. Between the two. Yeah. And the the two big ones are like your little holders. And so you stick your one, your longer piece in and make a hoop. And you can use that and you can put shade cloth on it. I think even Rime, which is um, the typical row cover that you see, it looks like interfacing that you use for clothes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that would probably protect against the sun. It's not shade cloth per se. How about a bed sheet? A bed sheet probably would, yeah. I mean, I think anything that you can just put between your plant and the sun that maybe isn't getting enough. For those intense hours. Yeah, for those really intense hours. And it doesn't have to be super formal you know anything you can if you have a couple stakes or something that you can just hang it from mm-hmm. yeah um, i had a neighbor that i think she had some kind of uh, this is more like for um you know bushes yeah and those plants and stuff but she had a couple of hardy bushes and she was just clothes pinning you know yeah. she had to protect the, the particularly vulnerable ones mm-hmm. you know with the leafy leafy ones which it was very entertaining because it was flowered sheets, and striped sheets, little <laughs> <laughs> flannel, right? Little flannel, flannel. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's cute. Wow. But, but yeah, it's a smart thing to do this at, right now. Or just pull them into the shade. I mean, yeah. If you, if it's in a container, you can just pull it into the shade. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, most established plants will, even though they will look terrible for a few months, they'll come back. In they'll the be spring, okay, and they should be okay. So how would somebody go about um, scheduling with you? Like, like, can you come out and mm-hmm. I need your help. Help me. <laughs> help me. So we have a, like I said, you go to our website and there is a, a page. I can't remember which one. It might be the about page or the services page. But anyway, you go there and there's a link that says, you know, book your consult. The way we operate is you make your appointment and pay for it at the same time for a consultation um, and we also have um, coaching packages, so side-by-side coaching. And so those are, you just go in and you select your time um, and pay your money, and then we'll meet you out there. And we... Um, Painless. Yeah. It's, easy. It's very yeah. easy. And I send, I always send a little email and give them the, in case they don't have it, whatever our current, you know, download is. Right. right. Um, and that's how that goes what are you most excited about in your work right now just uh, like meeting new people and seeing their spaces and kind of what they do with the space and and what they want to do with the space just and and 
actually being able, you know, because last year at this time we were thinking about doing this, and the, but I was like, I don't think I can make a, I, I don't like, can I really make a business it's out a, of getting yeah. to play outside? You know, <laughs> like, but mm-hmm. then it's also like the joy that they get out of it. Like I'm yep. like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like not only did you pay me, but you're so excited that I'm doing this for you. And it's just a win-win. It is a win-win all the way around. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, it's been really, it's fun. And and, and everybody's different, you know, so like has very different goals and ideas and stuff. So and that's personalities of like, how are they approaching yes. you know, this? I heard it was a good idea, so I want to do it. Or I'm passionate about this, but I don't know where to start. And I suppose it's all over the map. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And the people that don't want to know anything and they just want you to do something. Yeah. <laughs> and then the people that want to research every detail and yeah. So it's it's all over the map. And what are you hoping for where your farms in about five years? Ooh, I, I want to take over the world. Um, <laughs> me and Pinky I in the brain. I everywhere. Do it. Yeah. Um, yes, I, seriously, though, I do want, I, I want to see people just with their edible gardens and growing food. I'd love to see all over West Seattle, you know, installs that we've done of people's raised bed gardens um, and just people being more comfortable and knowing what they can do mm-hmm. um, and just culturally, like I'd, I'd like to be able to be part of that sort of kitchen garden revival of, of, and why is that important shift? Um, why do you think that's a good thing that we make that shift? Well, I think with the way things are with the climate and the way things are with, um, you know, I don't want to get too dire, but the the sort of global en- economics en- and, yeah end times capitalism I mean we're looking at the end of this kind of economy I think mm-hmm. um, we've reached we've reached what we can do with it and so I I I really think it's important to to kind of shrink all of our footprints in the way that we you know kind of consolidate and infill rather than continue to expand right um, and so everything from you know the there, we, a couple people that we, our, our neighbors that live outside, um, they have a little garden on the creek, like about a quarter mile from our place. Everything from that to right. a con, you know, million dollar condo with their raised bed in the front. Mm-hmm. I want to have that shift where people are thinking more in terms of what can they eat that can be grown within, say, 100 miles of their home. Yeah, yeah. And to reconnect with what the earth needs. Yes. In order to do this. This yes. is something mm-hmm. we need, food. Yes. And this is what the earth needs to do that for us. Right. And I think particularly in metropolitan areas, we can get disconnected from that mm-hmm. and say, well, flour's nice. It's like, well, yeah, I know flour's nice, but you know what else comes from that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's food. Know, is what you eat. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like that. Yep. Like, I love when schools connect Me kids too. to that. Mm-hmm. You know, and saying, that's where this comes from. Yeah. You know, and if you hurt that, then yeah. you're not going to have full food. Right. You're not going to have something to put in your mouth. And not only that, but the healing power of being outdoors for us and in the kind of place that we're in, you know, socially right now, I feel like there's so much power in just learning to be outside and with the earth. You're healing the earth, but you're Mm -hmm. also healing yourself. For sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's huge. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love this. It's been great. Yeah. pleasure. If you have an exciting project... Tell us about it. I'd love to, to okay. talk about it and send us some pictures. And I just think it's, I love what you're doing. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Thank you. I will. Thank you Thanks so much. 
Thanks again to Katie Cadwell from Weary Stone Farms. If you have any stories about raised beds or gardening that you've been doing, or any stories on remodeling or repairs, we'd love to hear them. Also, if you have any questions, send all that stuff to askamy at amyworks.com. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.